Hello listeners, and welcome to the Veterans Care Association and Timor Awakening podcast. The Timor Awakening program is an 11-day immersive, holistic, and peer-to-peer veterans program traditionally based in Timor-Leste, and it has a singular vision, to promote the health and well-being of veterans and their families. For approximately two years, due to the restrictions of COVID-19, we ran slightly abridged programs on the Gold Coast with the same vision and same aim. While some activities will continue to run on the Gold Coast, we are pleased to announce that programs in Timor-Leste have recommenced as of May 2022 and will continue to do so moving forwards. We use the Timor Awakening programs as an opportunity to sit down with our participants either one-on-one or in a group setting and conduct podcast interviews to capture their stories and their lessons learned, providing insights that we can all learn from as we as veterans and wounded healers move through our own journeys and help others do the same. We'll be covering a whole range of topics, including defence transition, mental health, relationships, veteran suicide, PTSD, and post-traumatic growth. So whether you're out and about or listening to this at home or driving in your car, we do trust that you'll get a lot out of listening to our participants. Thank you and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another TA20 podcast. Uh, Sitting down with me now, I have the one and only Padre Gary Stone. Michael, lovely to be here. Thank you. Welcome back to another podcast. It's always good to sit down with yourself and uh, get your perspective on things. Uh, We've just done a a short sort of series of interviews with some of the participants, I guess you could say, or the PMNTs from the course so far. But um, yeah, I'm kind of, we're about, what, halfway through TA20 now? Yeah, slightly, yeah. slightly over halfway through. Yeah. yeah, so a couple of days to go. I've only just come in myself, really, just for the for the weekend, as I often do for the Gold Gold Coast programs, mainly to do the podcast interviews and help out with a few other things here and there. So, uh, I guess first and foremost, Gary, from your perspective, uh, you've been here since the the start of the program. How's it all going so far? Yeah, no, fantastic. I yeah. mean, it's uh, we redesigned the program. We ran one of these programs this time last year, yep. and obviously we evaluated that, and then we have done some extensive. Uh, course design and development and I just give honour there to uh, Scott McAndrew to Mick Lay and Daryl Ryan have done all the legwork on that yep so we've um, you know up- upgraded and expanded the current program based on the competencies that we see that are needed in peer mentors working in the veteran space and obviously yep. we've got a, a program that's tailored for veterans and partners of veterans and, yep. their, and their families so uh, we're delivering that and obviously we'll even we'll evaluate that at the end of this yep. program uh, with a view to future delivery of the program yeah yeah and how's it being sort of from what you can tell how's it being received from the from the mentees if that's the correct word for you <laughs> yeah well they're, yeah they're currently mentees and yep. we'll be yeah. obviously hopefully to, you know graduating them into mentors yep. at the end of the program no no it's been excellent really because like the the, the people that have come here are people that have chosen to mm. want to get involved in this they're concerned for veterans and their families they're wanting to see the best contribution that they can make to that space mm. and uh, in one sense we're facilitating an environment where they can both learn knowledge skills and attitudes that will help them mm. uh, working with veterans across the broadest range of uh, circumstances uh, but and also you know, for some of them we will uh, in, invite them to assist in some of the programs that we're running mm. uh, either Australia or in Timor-Leste. Yeah, fantastic. And I guess the, the peer mentor um, space or the peer mentor um, term is being used a little bit more, more frequently now, like it's been around for a little while, but I guess a lot of people don't quite understand what it is and what it, what it entails and it's not abundant, it's not um, ubiquitous yet. What's VCA's approach to peer, mentor, peer mentoring? Well, at the, at the, at the very 
the most fundamental and most critical element when we look at the Royal Commission into Veteran Suicide or really mm. preventing veteran suicide, mm. peer mentors can absolutely be the exponential factor that turns that whole framework around. Okay. Um, at the moment we're dealing with uh, many veterans in crisis mm. who um, with earlier intervention or with prevent preventative activities like yep. what we're doing in our programs um, would have not got to the top of the cliff, would yeah. have not jumped, would mm. have not uh, got themselves in such a complex sort of situation. So we would, uh, you know, I, I would like to think that when there eventually there'll be thousands and thousands mm. of mm. veterans who offer themselves for mentoring roles so that we can conduct early intervention and support yep. veterans that potentially will become suicidal ideation situa uh, cases. So, so that that's probably the most fundamental thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, more 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 broadly, we we know that veterans will respond uh, better to other veterans in, in yeah. through encouragement and assistance than they will in terms of turning up for a clinical appointment yep. or you know undergoing uh, extensive sort of clinical rehabilitation. Now, like. For some of them, they will need that, but yeah. the, the the issue is how do you get them to that, that point? At the, at the moment, they're only getting to that point after they've completely crashed and are in a yeah. crisis or in jail or you know done something really bad. Um, you know, our the, you know the, the the peer mentors trained to be able to deal with people that are, have got emerging difficult uh, circumstances can uh, sort of head those problems off at the pass and help mm. them go down an alternative path rather than yeah. a crisis path. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think. Um what you've said there is you know, there are always going to be some needs for clinicians and there are going to be some needs for, um, you know, people who've got medical training, potentially advanced medical training. But the question is uh, how well are they sort of being um, taken care of up until that point? Well, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and, I mean, like probably a lot of people in the general public don't realise, but at the moment there is an eight-month waiting list to get to see a psychiatrist, okay? So that's... Like wow. insane, but that's just reality. There's just not enough psychiatrists for the community. The same for clinical psychologists. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, veterans who have got a problem or, you know, might have a panic attack or something like that, uh, unless they admit themselves to an emergency department, mm. you know, they, they, they're going to be waiting in the queue a long time before they get any intervention yeah. whatsoever. So that's, yeah, that's completely unsatisfactory. And, and we, we just know from life experience mm. that a, an, another veteran befriending them, mm just having some skills to actively listen to their circumstances mm. and just guide them to the most some of the most basic things we do, or even just make them aware of the range of uh, other accessible activities or supports that they can have, mm. you can bring them off that point of crisis mm. back to a, a manageable sort of state such, yeah, so that in due course mm. they can you know, get to a clinical appointment if, uh, if that's what's needed. But as we're finding out more and more, a lot, a lot, of, the, a lot of the veterans... Um, just need simple education in health and well-being, mm. an understanding of holistic health, and to be encouraged to develop a plan yeah. to live a happy and healthy life. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 not rocket science, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, and 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 like like you see that like not only the the team of staff members that we've got, but the the team of uh, trainee or mentees on this particular program, like they're quality people, you know. Oh, they, yeah. they they yeah. you know they were. NCOs, warrant officers, officers within the military with yeah. lo lots of training and skills and they're just applying it to a slightly different context. Yeah. And, uh, and and indeed, they're, they're getting satisfaction and purpose yeah. in, in able to using, you know, using the, the, the basic skills that they learned in the military mm. and adapting that to mm. the veteran space. 
one thing that sort of um, I think is important to 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 note is we're all kind of wounded heels in our own in our own right, aren't we? We're, none of us yes, are perfect. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, none of us yeah. are perfect. We're all we've all been down some sort of a a path. We're on a journey, and that continues for all of us. What's the kind of sweet spot if there is one, or what's the best way of I guess knowing um, as a trainee, mentor, or mentee, you know? Whether you have you have healed enough yourself, you've come along far enough on that journey yourself uh, to be ready to then sort of take on a role like this and a responsibility like this. Sure. Well, I, mean, I suppose that's that's part of the mentoring, yep. the ongoing mentoring we will provide to the yep. people that have come for the first time on this course. You know, yep. we, we'll at the end of the program we will be dialoguing with them about and and we'll indeed ask them to to develop another action plan like they did yep. after their the basic course that they uh, they undertook. Yep. And uh, and we'll see what gaps that that need filling, you know, and yep. it may be that, you know, some of them could benefit by doing a mental health first aid course or an assist program or some other programs that we identify for them yep. or just start getting mentored practice. And uh, like, for example, we've got a veteran centre here at Narang on the Gold Coast. Um, you know, I'll be delighted to have a number of them come and, and uh, work there with with me and with the um, the other the other staff at that centre um, where people come in, you know, with come in with you know like a lot, a lot of the veterans come in to help with their dva claims but invariably they, the reason they've got a dva claim is that they've got a problem you know like with yeah. something yeah and uh and again we can we can work both on their on their compensation situation as well as their health situation so we would be uh, seeking to uh you know give them mentored experience in in the workplace with real people yeah um, ad- additionally, the um, DVA has a program called the Advocacy Development and Training Program, mm-hmm. and uh, we w- I'd certainly be encouraging all of our uh, mentors to, as you've done the program yourself, of course, yeah. um, uh, to to enrol for that program, mm-hmm. which again provides a, a certificate for qualification for people to, yep. um, uh, yeah, to and and yeah, to have 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 a formal qualification to yeah. work in that space, mm-hmm. and indeed become a mentor in that program as well again but do the basic welfare uh, advocacy program and then then do the advanced program yep. Yep. one of the things i remember um when i spoke to bob breen some years ago it was probably ta4 the very first one i ever did he was talking about how um when he was with the organization it's a helpline that people can ring when they oh well, lifeline lifeline, lifeline which he was involved in yes. lifeline yeah he said i can't remember how long ago ago it was that he was involved with it but he said at the end of the day in a lot of ways what i was was a referrer you know, as people would sure. ring up with a particular problem. And I see to a degree that's kind of like what mentoring is. It's not just that because we need to listen and be empathetic and have active listening and show that we, we care and, that, and be present with the person. Um, but even if what they've come to us, the problem they've come to us with is not something that we personally can address, I guess the key thing is that we, we know who can solve that problem for them and so we can get them in contact with the right people. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the, the, I suppose the concept that uh, we, in fact, we were talking about this yeah. exactly today, uh, the, the concept that uh, most people would be familiar with is called triage. Mm. And it's like, you know, like someone with a, a physical injury gets yeah. brought into the aid post, particularly like in the, in the military situation, mm. and someone is able to do like a quick assessment mm. on what the circumstances is. You know, the person might be in shock, it might, they might need, you know, they might need bleeding to be stopped um you know that there's might they might need some water or whatever yeah. so so our, our mentees aren't, aren't meant to be all things to all people they're yeah. not meant to be clinicians mm. they're, they're doing that early intervention and uh, and helping you know that's right if, they, if this is an absolutely crisis case mm. yeah we'll get them into that emergency 
ward at the hospital if that's yeah. necessary. But for some people, they just need a friend. You know, yeah. like they, they just need yeah. they just need someone to be able to listen to their story, yeah. to affirm them, and to receive some affirmation that mm. um, they're, they're not sure where to turn. But again, we've we've again we've tapped the uh, you know the, the knowledge and the resources of our broader communities where we're living, mm. and uh, and we know. That, you know, they, even if they have a whole range of things, well, we know well, what for this particular problem, we can help you with that. We yep. can send you to this person. Another situation, you can do something else. Or, you know, particularly like the, you know, we understand, mm. you know, what RSL Queensland provides. We understand what open arms can provide. Yep. A lot of people don't even know that. A yep. lot, of, a lot, of, a lot. Of, I meet, I meet homeless veterans who are not aware that they could apply for veteran payments. You know, they they're suddenly out of money. Well, we can, you know, that's something that could be organised like today. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And people, uh, so we can help. Just guide guide them into some things that will help uh, empower them. I mean, and all the time, of course, we're not. We, we tell people we're not here to rescue you. Yeah, we're we're just here to accompany you and to guide you mm. and to t- and and uh, give you the extra knowledge and skills to be able to manage your life better. But you've absolutely, we need you to manage your own life. Mm. But we'll uh, we'll provide some guidance to help you do that. I think that's crucial. Yeah, participating in your own rescue. I think at the end of the yeah. day, it, when we're in that. That crisis, that crisis situation, the triage that that follows, as you mentioned, um, yeah, that that may be really hard to see in that moment. Absolutely, yeah, some, yeah. and and like all of it, like I, I can absolutely yeah. tell you, there have been yeah. times when I've been in anxiety, yeah. and yeah. and you just can't think straight, and <laughs> yeah. you can't you 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 might be having a panic attack, and you just can't, you just don't know what to do or who to turn to, and you know we've got people that will be that are equipped to be able yeah. to yeah. at that point walk alongside them, yeah, and. and Help uh, help them develop a plan that they can implement. Absolutely, fantastic, Gary. And um, in terms of the course design, is there anything else you want to sort of uh, um, expand on there? Well, like there's a, there's a whole range. Like at the moment, the the particular course that we've got hits on the very the key issues that we think are necessary for people to deal with the, the most sort of the. You know, the, the normal sort of situations that we deal with, people that are coming to us with anxiety, with depression, with relationship difficulties, uh, you know, we, with homelessness. I mean, there's a, a broader range of, and, uh, yeah. of, of issues that sometimes veterans can face. So over, t- over time we would see us uh, expanding the scope of the, of the particular program. Our real desire is to uh, get it registered, the course registered as a certificate for qualification in the National Training Framework. Yep. And uh, yeah, there's a bit of technical work do in yeah. involved in doing that, but that gives yeah that gives a nationally recognised qualification, mm-hmm. and uh, it also and 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 again we our desire is that you know we don't do more of this, but we actually model how this can be done, yeah. and then we make the package available mm. to other organisations all around Australia to mm. to develop it themselves. And and again we we um, our our, our ex service community has got lots of people who have got the skills to mm. you know, just take a package and apply it and deliver it in their own location and mm. context. I like what you said there about, um, you know, expanding it throughout the entire country because that was kind of what the original vision of VCA was, wasn't it? It was to change the paradigm. That's it. That's you it. We're, we're just yeah. – and, uh, and obviously part of, part of you know, like the, the, in case anyone who is listening hasn't heard, you know, our, our desire is to move the paradigm from a focus on sickness and what's going wrong and everything is buggered up and mm. it's, it's, things are hopeless – to a focus on on wellness and how you know, I can live with purpose and and a strong positive sense of identity and how I can make a positive contribution in the world and 
you know, I've, I've always said, you know, what, whatever you focus on gets larger. If you focus on <laughs> yeah. things that aren't working well, they'll loom larger in your life and you'll get mm. more depressed, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you focus on the possibilities, they will, they will blossom mm. and bloom and, uh, and you will flourish, you know. Yeah. It's a, and it's, a, it's not something I've thought of. It's a, in fact, it's a, there's a whole school of psychology, the Martin Seligman sort of school of positive psychology that says that that's, uh, uh, you know, that's the best way that we can uh, live a happier life. And um, yeah, but there's a it needs a paradigm shift because yeah. at the moment too many veterans, too many ex-service organisations, too many clinicians are, are just focused on 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 what's going wrong and uh, and on on treat and, and dumbing people down with too much medication, mm. as opposed to um, expanding people's horizons, showing them a healthy, normal ways, and some people call it compl- you know the complementary therapies that can be used to to live a happier, healthy life, mm. and um, but. Yeah, as we found, and certainly with the programs we take to Timor, like the the, the healthiest aspect that uh, you, the healthiest thing that you can do is start getting involved in helping other people. Yeah, and uh, so it's not just about ourselves; mm. it's about getting ourselves healthier so that we can help others. Who can help others? That's Who can help others? Yeah. Who can help others? <laughs> it's a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think to be able to help others is a, it's a core human trait and human you know drive. Want to do it? It's a high payoff target if you wanted to put well, it in. Yeah. To me, yeah. it, it to me, it's the natural law of life. It's, yeah, the, way, it's yeah. the way things are meant to be. You know, we're, yeah, yeah. And in terms of what's uh, what's next, what's the future hold for VCA mentoring, team sure. awakening? Yeah. yeah, sure. So our for first, firstly, our, our our desire is to keep sustained in being able to do this well and yep. to do it professionally. Now we know that to do that, we uh, we need to set our own bound. I mean, some of the stuff we're talking to these mentees today, we need to we need to, to establish solid boundaries, yep. and we need to uh, positively look after our own health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we are heading back to Timor for another program in August uh, around the the period of Falantil Day, which is the sort of the yep. Timorese equivalent of Anzac Day, and uh, we'll be over there for about ten days, and we'll be going to. Uh, to Balibo for a few days, yep. and we'll also be going to the the Veterans uh, Education Training Scheme facilities at Same in the in the so the deep south of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the year, we'll be having a retreat back mm-hmm. here at uh, uh, at St George's at Rainbow Bay, mm-hmm. and then in the new year, we'll be running two programs in Timor, uh, one around Anzac Day. So we're hoping that we can get a lot of veterans to come over to Timor for Anzac Day and then another program later in the year. And we haven't decided exactly, but it'll again, it'll either be around Fallon Day in August or the anniversary of Interfed in September. Mm. Then we're planning on running two more programs here at St George's. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, One at the end of February, March, and the start of of March. Mm. And, uh, And again, depending on interest, that will possibly also have a peer mentor focus. Mm. And then another one, in June, the same period this year, and uh, again, that may be, again, depending on the interest, uh, that may be another mm. peer mentor program, or it might be a basic health and wellbeing program as well. But um, so, yeah, two two Australian or Gold Coast based programs, two Timor based programs, mm. and uh, we'd invite anyone who's uh, possibly interested in wanting to get involved in this sort of work to uh, look up our website, look up our Veterans Care website, mm. as well as our Timor Awakening website. Fantastic. Well, there's no sh- no shortage of things in the horizon, is there? <laughs> no, that's right. No, it's uh, we're, and we're just we're joyfully in. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the nicest part about this is that all of our team members enjoy doing this. Yeah. And, and hopefully, we mm-hmm. people catch the joy. You know, people sort of see that this is mm-hmm. good, positive, meaningful work to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, the, and of course, the, the satisfying thing for us is that we see the transformation in the lives of the people that uh, yeah. come and get involved. 
Yeah, well, it's the, it's the reason I've been around for five years. You That's know, right, I jumped man. on TA four was you know, that was five years ago. Wonderful. That's well, fantastic. That was May 2017. Geez, where's that gone? And thank you, thank yeah. you for all you've contributed, Michael, and yeah. particularly doing these podcasts because I know that you know a lot of people have been showing interest in them, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's yet another medium of sharing some of the good news of of, of good things that are happening in the veteran space. I appreciate that. Hey, look, just before we uh, we wrap up, uh, another question did pop into my mind. This is sort of circling back to the sort of the national government sort of um, side of this piece. I think something that I've seen in a lot of Facebook feeds and a lot of veteran chats is a little bit of concern about um, what changes to veteran help there may be kind of at the national level with a change of government. Because I know that when a lot of the, the Royal Commission and, you know, changes to the priority of how much assistance was being provided to veterans largely happened under the banner of, you know, the former former government. Is there anything you're aware of or anything you um, have detected that might indicate that there's a change for better or for worse based on the change of government to Labor? Sure. Uh, well, firstly, the, uh, the Labor Party put out a very specific uh, plan for or that they promised to implement uh, if they were elected. And uh, there was a lot of good things in there. Okay. I mean, they were... There was an, a, a range of sort of financial things. I mean, I think there was a commitment to at least another 15 wellbeing centres. Um, so they, they have committed to some things, and I'm sure mm. everyone's going to make them you know, meet up to those uh, commitments. Um, we have a, a friend in court in, in, in government, in, uh, in Luke Gosling, who's yep. the you know, federal member for Solomon and uh, you know, the, 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 the only, uh, as I'm aware, the only veteran in the, uh, in the federal government. And, uh, and Luke... Luke knows this stuff really well, so yeah. I'm sure he'll be giving good advice uh, to those in government that are involved in that. Mm. But uh, more critically, the uh, like the Department of Veterans Affairs, he, he, I, I can see a, a definite shift in, in, in the Department of Veterans Affairs to a, a well-being focus as opposed to just a focus on compensation mm. and and uh, you know a lot of the, the, the financial sort of aspects. So I'm confident, and uh, some of the staff include including you know, veterans like. General Stuart Smith, uh, like a really like General Stuart Smith's coming to visit this program right. on Monday, wow. and uh, this is the second time he's come to visit. I mean, this is extra. He's got a, a massive portfolio of, of uh, responsibilities in the department that he sees value in what we're doing. Mm. So uh, I'm I'm confident that uh, good good people in the department absolutely want to have better outcomes for veterans, mm -hmm. and uh, and they will also they'll be driving an agenda as well to mm. to improve the veteran situation. Fantastic. All right, well, that's good to know. And uh, look, I think we covered some pretty uh, important ground there. And uh, thank you so much for everything you're sharing. And, and thanks for, you know, continuing to carry this torch. I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people benefit from it. So uh, I think it's the best is yet to come, eh? The best is yet to come, man. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Uh, who, who can, this is our 20th program. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this is, and, and I'd say this to other veterans listening out there. I mean, this work started just with a small number of us coming together um, and and doing something, you know, mm -hmm. doing something, and you know the the, the option, the opportunities are there for all veterans to get involved in in uh, in this basic work. And um, mm. I'd encourage people to, to have a go at it because uh, yeah, it's satisfying work. Good on you, Gary. Look, uh, unless you've got anything else to to add at the end, there, I think we might uh, wrap up. We've still got a couple of days to go, and um, yeah, it was an exciting ice bath today, wasn't it? <laughs> that was probably the <laughs> highlight of today. I think everyone's going to sleep well after that. <laughs> no, no, thanks very much, Michael. Thank you, and God bless all of you who are listening tonight as well. Thank you. Thanks, Gary.
Thank you so much for listening, guys. And if you do have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us at support at veteranscare.com.au. And we do, of course, encourage you to share this podcast out to anyone who you feel may benefit from it. Thank you so much, and we look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Bye for now.